it's just not good. And that's part of the reason why I give it a five out of ten. So final score, that's it. Uh yeah, man. Yeah, man, I'm I'm just not I'm not really into it, man. But yeah, let's go into our next film that I'm very excited to talk about that I'll be spending more time than I did with this one besides Coming to American 2. And that is Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder Cut, the film that we were all interested in seeing because it was a film that we were protesting. Well, the Internet was protesting for years since the beginning of Justice League 2017 edition or what we'll call it the justice league and uh yeah it it it's delivering all right it's gotten pretty good reviews currently right now it's setting at a 73 percent on ron tomatoes 97 percent from the audience on that score including an 8.8 out of 10 on imdb but there's also a 55 percent on metacritic but the audience score is showing in the top 80s 90s so it's just for the critics it's it's mixed match but for the audience, for like the general public, they love the movie. And I want to go ahead and give some background information before I get into this film. And if you know anything about Zack Snyder and the DCEU, is that Zack Snyder has done a lot of controversial things. Nothing crazy or nothing like that. It's just typical stuff that you would see in like comic book films. Zack Snyder was hired by WB to direct a couple of DCEU films because they are trying to get a universe together. And Zack Snyder first did Man of Steel, which got a lot of controversy because it wasn't your typical Superman film. And a lot of critics said, I don't want my Superman destroying cities, killing people without remorse and killing my supervillains. I don't want that. That This is a terrible movie. One out of 10. Fuck this movie. Fuck you. <laughs> it's just, it's just, and, uh, there's a lot of controversy. And then the second movie did Batman V Superman, Donna Justice, the one that people were saying this would be the hypest movie of all time, which is was, which was one of the hypest movies of 2010. And a lot of people took, made a lot of criticisms about that movie. Just like, why is Batman killing people? Sorry, I have to check something. Why is Batman killing people? Why is Batman just going crazy? Why is he saying, do you bleed? Like, do you bleed? You're gonna, why is my Superman depressing? Why is Lex Luthor a bitch? <laughs> why is Doomsday look crazy? And why is Wonder Woman in this film? What is going on? And it's got a lot of controversy, but Zack Snyder had a code of fans that loved his films. A lot of people say that Batman v Superman is one of the best superhero films of all time. And then he did Justice League, but then there is this role of controversy about how he was supposed to do um, he was supposed to do this four hour cut. All right. And Warner brothers said, squeeze it down to like two hours or two and a half, because we ain't doing this issue. You no more. We ain't doing this no more. But then he had to leave the project because his daughter had committed suicide. And that was a big thing. Condolences to him at the time. But Warner brothers did some slick shit and they got Joss Whedon on the film. His, his rival, Joss Whedon, who created the Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron and also Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And uh, he basically did it, made some cuts, some very questionable cuts and some uh, revisions, some reshoots. And the film came out in 2017 and it did poorly on the box office. In the box office, it made money, but it didn't make as much money as Warner Brothers was hoping for. 
And then there was this big online movement that when Zack Snyder was getting the stuff together, he was just like, okay, my film was supposed to have Martian Manhunter. This film was supposed to have Darkseid coming out. Green Lantern was going to be in. Oh, this scene was going to be much larger. Like, this fight was going to be crazy. So, like, what are you doing? And it's just a lot of people wanted to see that cut. And now, years later, in 2021, during a worldwide pandemic where we now have streaming services rule the world, we now have HBO Max, ladies and gentlemen. And that's when we have the Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut Justice League. I don't know. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Four-hour epic that was originally supposed to be a four-episode miniseries. It ended up just being, it is what it is, a four-hour movie. And uh, I had the pleasure of watching it on release day. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot to talk about. And the first thing I will say right now, this is a hundred, no, a thousand times better than the 2017 edition. This movie just proves that Warner Brothers fucked up. And in my opinion, you got to have, you have to ask the question, what was Joss Whedon thinking? Like, was this movie such a cluster fudge that you want to go ahead and just say, okay, we're just going to cut this and reshoot all this stuff. We're going to make it more family friendly. We're going to make it crazy because the movie was rated PG-13 at the time. This this cut, the Snyder cut, is rated R. It, he had more creative freedom. It was just like, there are so many things about this film that you're really just questioning for the 2017 edition. Why did you cut these certain scenes? Why did you stop the character development of some of these major players like Cyborg and Flash? Why did you make the Batman more quippy? Why did you make the Flash more awkward? Why did you make Wonder Woman a bad actor, Gal Gadot? Why did you make Aquaman a bro? Like, what is going on? And um, throughout this four-hour cut, it's just like, there are so many things that just exposes the last version of the movie that you're just like, what? And I think one of the things that I'll say this right now is that uh, the, the actors are doing a better job. It seems like the characters in this film are working more as a team. Uh, as you can see in this version of the Justice League, it's comprised of Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash, and Cyborg. Uh, but S- Superman doesn't come in until like halfway in the movie because this picks off where Batman v Superman comes off. Batman v Superman, if you don't know, and spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched, Batman v Superman, the end of that movie, the fight against Doomsday, Superman uh, sacrifices himself to kill him, and it gets stabbed in the, he gets stabbed in the chest, and he dies. The difference between this movie and the Justice League cut, the Justice League cut kind of just says a couple months have passed since that movie happened. It is what it is. They don't really talk about it no more. They just said, yeah, he died, so we're going to bring him back. In this movie, it goes straight from that death scene to what is going on now. And I very much appreciated that. And uh, now we're only getting Batman and Wonder Woman trying to recruit Aquaman, the Flash, and Cyborg. And the lead up to that, like the first hour and a half, I would say the first two hours, you're seeing that. You're seeing like all this new stuff. And um, and I guess it was kind of start off our positive train. I love what they did with Cyborg. I love what they did with The Flash. I loved what they did with Aquaman. I love what they did with all of these characters. All of these characters seem more fleshed out. They were given more information about their lives. 
you, you got to interact with them more. You got to see what their motivations are. You got to see what their problems were, what they were going through in life, who they're fighting for, just their abilities, everything. And I very much appreciate that. I very much appreciate it from Cyborg because Cyborg was heavily cut from the last film. He was just like this brooding cyborg that just wanted to go do some stupid stuff. And it was just like, like, actually, hold on a second. I want to show this. I want to show what he actually looked like. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. I want y'all to know. Because I want y'all to know. This guy was straight up. This guy was just straight up just going. This guy was just straight up just being a brooding cyborg for that entire film. Where he's just like. He's just like. I'm putting this up. Oh my God. He's just like. I don't know what to do anymore. Dad am I really a monster? Are you just a creation I made? Yeah, Steppenwolf doesn't have the next mother box I do. This was a curse, not a gift. Like that that that's all he was in Justice League. And in this film, he's so much more than that. Like he broods a little bit, but you got you start to understand how he became cyborg, what he did, you know, what his abilities are, his motivation, you know, why he hates his dad, how did his mom die, how did he get to this situation? And you're very much appreciative of what Zack Snyder wanted to do. Because, again, a lot of his scenes were cut. We saw these scenes in the trailers, and he was teasing about it, and it was just like, it was just cut. It was just cut. Uh, With The Flash, it's like some of his scenes were cut, but there were, like, major scenes that were done that were cut. And you're just like, why would you do that? I mean, the difference between this film and the other film is like, in, in the other film, it's just like, he first off meets with his dad and he's like, okay, yeah, guys, he's trying to get his criminal justice degree to, to get his dad out of jail. And then he has like a secret lair and then Bruce Wayne picks him up. And then the rest of the movie is just him being useless and just quippy like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In this film, you start off by saying he's having a rough time. He's not really getting the job that he wants. He's not really getting the stuff that he, he wants to get. He saves uh, Iris West his future wife or something like that uh, from a car crash. And you get to see the extent of his powers. And um, later down the film, you see him being helpful. You see him trying to be creative. You see him trying to learn through the ropes and what they do in this final scene in this movie for him is awesome. I would say it's one of the top films we've seen in superhero films in a long time for speedster films, like just roles with speedsters, you know, I'm talking about like Quicksilver and stuff. I would say this takes like the top two one. This takes number one and number two, in my opinion, uh, next to the scene from X-Men Days of Future Past with Quicksilver. Um, they did a really good job with him. With Aquaman, I wouldn't say it was too crazy. They do a pretty good job of what he does, but I-, I will say that they do more of him and they add in some scenes that directly lead up to his own solo film that we got, I think, in 2018 uh, when they add in characters like Volko the guy played by William Dafoe and more lines with Mira and more lines with the flash and wonder woman, just more of those connections. And I really wanted to see that more. And that actually leads to that pause where I was talking about where they have, they're more of a team and they're given more development. These, these guys aren't just bickering. These guys aren't like arguing and saying, I'm done with this shit. No, it's like, 
They figure out a plan. They enact that plan. The plan doesn't go the way it's supposed to go. They get mad about it, but like, okay, let's just move on. We got another plan on the way. They create battle strategies. They make quips about each other. They have a fun time. They understand about each other. That's what's dope about the Justice League. The Justice League, what made them so great was that they were a team that could work together and they could understand each other. A group of superhero beings that live normal lives. And whenever they got together, they understood each other and they were able to to, to feed off each other in terms of energy and prowess. And that's what you see here in this film that Zack Snyder definitely does. And in Joss Whedon's cut, it was just like, nah, all they do is fight bigger and then they do their superhero moments. It's like, uh, like in, in this movie, you see combo attacks. You see, uh, you know, Wonder Woman and Aquaman having a nice conversation. You see, you know, Cyborg actually having a conversation to Flash about their upbringings and about Superman. I really appreciated that. And that was dope. Um, What's else? Something else I like really liked about this film was the action sequences. The action sequences in this film were outstanding. I felt like they were much better than the Joss Whedon cut. I know this is going to be me saying this is much better than the Joss Whedon cut because it is fucking much better than the Joss Whedon cut. That 27 edition was trash. <laughs> but and, and the action sequences in this film were much better where you get to see better color grading, better ambiance. You know, you see characters like actually using, like utilizing their abilities and they just seem more badass. And when you pair it up with the, the best soundtrack, with like the, the, the soundtrack that they have with this film, yeah, it's good. That's yeah, good. Now, the whole soundtrack's not amazing, but it's good. It's it's really good, and it really brings out that energy. Because I'm just standing there in the, in the edge of my bed, just looking at. It, I'm just like, damn, this, this shit's kicking ass. <laughs> Shit is really kicking ass, man. Um, if I could say anything else that was better in this film than the last film was that Superman did a much better job being Superman, and this film does a really good job at bringing back the whole situation with man of steel. And I'll say this right now before watching this film, I watched man of steel and Batman V Superman and wonder woman. I didn't watch suicide squad. That movie is too trash to, to, to watch again, but I watched those three movies. Uh, and man of steel caught my attention a whole lot because I feel like it's an underrated film in the superhero film community because it's a different take on Superman. It's not like your classic up, up and away Superman film. And then uh, this is something where it takes, it has like more morality into it, where you're thinking about a little bit more, where you're seeing more of a Superman who's more of seclusive, where he's trying to find himself. And I very much appreciated that. And there's this scene where he does like his first flight, where he puts on the Superman suit and then you have like this voiceover of a uh, Jor-El over him. He's just like, you have super speed, super strength. You can be the bridge between our two worlds. And in this film, Zack Snyder's, Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, you know, they kind of bring that back and they not only have him, but also Pa Kent. And uh, yeah, I, I felt like with, with Superman in this film, they do a much better job trying to go back to Man of Steel. Now, do I say he's perfect? No, there are some things that I kind of realize that I do have to criticize a bit. But I think overall, they do a much better job uh, with Superman than they've done in the last two movies. And uh, it's very, very interesting to see what they've done connecting Man of Steel to this film. And I think since we're going through uh, characters, we've already gone through the Flash and Cyborg and Superman. Batman, like I said, is much better. He's not doing all these damn quips. 
get to understand him a little bit more. Just like, what is going on? I just want to get a team together. I've been having these visions. I just need to get something going. You know, him saying, oh, that's definitely bleeding shit. Or just say, I, I did not, not miss you. Like, no, no, we don't. We, we cut that shit out. We cut that shit out, man. That that ain't working over here, my guy. <laughs> but Batman was really dope. Wonder Woman in this film um, was pretty cool. She was really, really cool. I think a lot of her action scenes were A1 steak sauce, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, every time she was fighting or she was just on screen, there was this theme that was just going off. And it was like, and I, you know, maybe I could find, um, like, the theme song that, you know, really stood out with her. Because this is the one that a lot of people know. Let me see if it plays. A big thank you to HelloFresh for sponsoring. No. But yeah, I'll just go say right now. In the Joss Whedon cut, they have like her theme song. And you have that and you're just like, okay. Like that's a pretty dope theme. And this one, it's kind of like a build up where it's like, like you get that and it's just like you know it's funny because they keep doing it they overuse it but it's still pretty cool and uh hold on the video just it just went at it let's see So, yeah, I don't want to get copyrighted. I think I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, that's the scene that they had in, like, Batman v Superman and also in Justice League. And I'm going to find the Snyder Cut version. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to see if this plays. That's not how it started, but like, hold on, let me see if it goes in this one. Yeah, this this is how it started. It's like, hold on, here it goes again. <laughs> and this scene goes like a slow motion and you're just like what the fuck is a slow motion for and i think that could be my first negative and i'm gonna go ahead and say all my negatives later down the road but i'm gonna say this first one right now this first negative is that the slow-mo in this film is crazy there's no need for this much slow-mo the only scene where i really was cool with the slow-mo was when the final battle the final battle when they did the slow-mo i thought that was cool but the slow-mo in the beginning of this film, what the fuck you got it for? <laughs> they got this scene where, like, Wonder Woman is just, like, the bank robber scene. And, like, when the main guy, hold on, the main guy is fighting. And then he takes, like, a whole, like, I think AK-47 or whatever, machine gun. And then he comes in, and Wonder Woman blocks the bullets. This one, he just gets the gun. He's like, all right, get in there. She's just like, hold on, hold on. I'm going to play the theme song. Hold on. What was the purpose of that? 
What? To show that she could block these bullets, she's faster than the speed of sound? What are you doing? <laughs> it's way too much, man. It's way too much. Way too much. But that's like the, the big negative. One of the big negatives I have with this film. I got a lot more coming. But uh, yeah, man, I would just say that they they do the characters pretty well and the actor scenes are pretty cool. Uh, something else that I really like, and that's, and that's just something for me, is that they they fix a lot of plot holes and they add more details to situations that I really wanted to know uh, in this film that I really appreciate. Like for one, they talked about, you know, they kind of just did a whole scene how, well, the team, the Justice League were able to get into Star Labs and resurrect Superman and the whole plan getting into it. They put a lot of details into how they got in and like it makes more characters useful, including the character of Silas Stone. And uh, he does a really good job here in this movie. I'll just say that right now. He's really good. They give more attention to him. And I really like that. They do more detail about how to get into, I guess, the power plant or like Strikers Island. They do more about just uh, the villain and his motivations. I mean, there's a lot more details in this film, and that's what you should expect in a four-hour cut, especially in a four-hour cut of a film that that, that kind of just left you hanging in a lot of situations. Um, I will also say this, because I brought up the villain, the motivation. Steppenwolf in here is, again, a thousand times better than the Steppenwolf we got in the Justice League cut. This one, in the Snyder cut, we're getting a Steppenwolf who's not all about his mom and having this fucking Oedipus complex. We're talking about a Steppenwolf that did some really crazy stuff back in Apocalypse. Doomsday is, well, not Doomsday, ugh. Darkseid has banished him to go rule planets, and he's over here just trying to go ahead and just get back home, prove his worth, and just apologize. That's all he's doing. And you kind of see that. You see that motivation. He's trying to do the best he can, and you really feel for him and you really are just seeing how much he will go to get these mother boxes and to do everything he has to do to get back home. I mean, there are scenes where he fights the Amazons, the Justice League. He kills people. He takes, you know, Atlanteans hostage to fight against Mira. It's like a raging animal. It's like, get this. You haven't stepped over the first one. Mother. Oh, I missed you so you don't know the power that mother possesses. And this movie's like, Jenna motherfucker stole my mother boxes. I'm trying to get home, nigga. I'm trying to get home. It's just, this man is like a wild animal. And uh Yeah, man. Yeah. Stephen Wolf is much better in this film. Um Um let me see here. I guess I will say about the four hour cut now. The the four hour length. Of this entire film. I will say. That four hours of me. In the beginning. Because I've watched this twice now. Four hours for me. Was fine. In the beginning. But now. I will say that. (sighs) Yeah. This movie could have been trimmed down to like three hours. Because. Again the slow motion kind of just. It wasn't it for me. And there are some things from like the last part of the film that I was like, you you could have put this as bonus features in a different section of the film at HBO max. You could have did that, but you didn't do it. You didn't do it. 
And uh, that was the thing that that kind of got me is that at first I was going to say I praise this movie for not wasting an entirety of four hours. But as you watch it again or just thinking about it a little bit more, uh, this movie really could have been trimmed down to three hours. And this is something that I found was very interesting. Uh, and I, you know, and I got this from like listening to another podcast called Double Toasted. This film can be considered a really good assignment for film students or editors at film school or editing school by saying, here's your assignment. Trim this movie down from four hours to whatever length you want to you want to have it at and make it a better film than what it was with this four hour cut. I feel like that's a perfect assignment. And I feel like that's just a testament to show even though a, a good film like this, it's still way too long, even if it is this good. And uh, I, that's what I'll say about the four hour cut. If you do not want to stay for four hours, I do not blame you. That is literally half a day, especially if you're trying to watch the whole DCEU. That's a lot. But uh, four hours for me, it the first time was kind of a breeze. And then the second time you're just like, yeah, get the shit over with. Come on, come on, come on. But uh, yeah, man, uh, in terms of other things that I did like about this film, Doomsday was pretty awesome. He was badass. I loved all of his scenes with it. Uh, all of his scenes with him was pretty dope. Uh, the flashback scene that we were hyped up about for this entire couple years of protesting. That was dope. Um, what else I really liked was when, you know, we had that whole scene where, you know, the climax where he's just like, the, like it was like, anti-life has found, has been found to sod and we will stop at nothing to destroy it. Well, whatever that scene was, he's like, Anti-life has been found, Assad, and we will find nothing to obtain it. He's like, gather the armada. We will use the old ways. That, to me, was a badass scene. And I'm mad that it doesn't, that it leads to Justice League 2, but we'll never get a Justice League 2, because Warner Brothers are bitches. But yeah, he was dope. Assad was dope. I was a little upset we didn't get a lot of granny goodness. She was, like, shown in the movie, but we didn't get a lot. And I was like, damn, really? Um... I guess something else I liked, uh, they put more stuff into the nightmare sequences. That was cool. The one with Cyborg where he had the premonition of the future. That was dope. But uh, now I got to get into my negatives of this film besides the four-hour length time and the slow-mo. One of the biggest things that I didn't like about this film was Martian Manhunter. Spoilers for anyone. I didn't like his inclusion in the film. I didn't like the fact that he shows up in the middle of the film. He does nothing for story wise. And then he comes back at the end of the film and says, I'm going to join the justice league. Oh, Oh, and my name is Martian Manhunter. Some call me Martian Manhunter. At first you're cool. You're happy. Cause you finally get to see Martian Manhunter on the big screen and some people have said he doesn't look good. I think he looks fine. But in this film, it's just like, nah. Nah, man, you, you didn't need to be put in here. Like I said, go with the bonus features with all the other people. The deleted scenes of the Snyder Cut. You should have been done that. And that's also an, uh, an attribution to its four-hour length time that it was just, nah, you didn't need to do that. And to me, it didn't make any sense. That was a that was a negative. Uh to me, the another negative of this film was the nightmare sequence that we got at the end. 
I felt like not all of that was needed. I will say that not all of it was needed. Uh, It was cool to see the nightmare versions of Batman, The Flash, Cyborg, Deathstroke, and Mira. But when you only have Batman speak and have this pretty cool monologue or dialogue with the Joker and Mira, who, you know, talk about like, I will kill him with my husband's trident in the name of Aquaman and Atlantis. And then Deathstroke's just over here, just like, you know, think it was cool to bring him along. He's talking about the Joker. Cyborg over here scared as hell. And the Flash just says nothing. I felt like it was, I was like, I wanted to see more. But again, I was in love with the nightmare sequences from Batman v Superman and, and this movie. But the biggest thing was just the Joker. Um, I have not said this yet, but I am not a big fan of Jared Leto's Joker. I am not a big fan. I think my favorite Joker by far is the animated series Joker by Mark Hamill. Second best is, uh, I would say, Joaquin Phoenix. But uh, I just felt like, you know, Jared Leto's Joker was just not it, man. And he, I don't think, I think he was, a, he, he was presented a little better. I think his costume was dope. But in this one, I was just like, eh. Yeah, no. And it didn't even say we live in a society joke. That, that wasn't in the movie. That was bad. You know, that was just marketing. And I was just like, I'm not mad about that. I'm just like, this, this ain't really ain't doing nothing. Like, this is. A little predictable, which is you sent a boy wonder to do a man's job. And it's like, you lost your parents. Uh, who's going to help you give you a reach around? It's like, yeah, that was funny. But, you know, and it, it ain't for, it ain't it for me. And, uh, you know, we get to see Superman come in. He's about to kill everybody. And then we get the Martian Manhunter scene. And I was like, why the fuck do we need this? Like the whole epilogue, like not the whole thing, but like half of the epilogue just wasn't it for me. And uh, I felt like that was just fan service. And that's cool. Zack Snyder is all about the fans. But to me, it was just like, uh, nah. Nah, man. That, that It's not it for me. Um, let me see if there's anything else that I really had. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really how I had for negatives, man. If there's anything else I would say for positives... Soundtrack is awesome. I gave you a snippet of Wonder Woman soundtrack, and I'll go ahead and give you. No, I won't give you that because I'm, I'm gonna be safe. I, I, I did not. I did not really feel like this soundtrack was amazing, but it was really good for what it was. And the main one it had crew at War Power by. Uh, Junkie XL, I'm gonna go off by him. He that was dope. That was really dope. And if you listen to it, it really does capture the essence of like the original animated Justice League series that did come out all those years ago. And I just felt like that was fucking dope. That's just in my opinion. But yeah, overall though, I will say this: Zack Snyder's Justice League achieves at what it was trying to achieve, being a better version than the Justice Cut. Justice League cut on 20, in 2017. This movie just proves that Warner Brothers fucked up. That Warner Brothers was too fast and too aggressive for what they were trying to do to catch up to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, I felt like with the Snyder cut, I am very proud to see that Zack Snyder was able to get his vision out there. Now, if you don't like Zack Snyder's vision, you will have some problems with this film. I am somebody who's okay with it at times. But the more I learn about him and rewatch some of his films, I'm starting to realize these niggas got a point. I watched 300. 
and there's a scene in 300 that doesn't make any fucking sense. 300 Rise of an Empire sometimes doesn't make any sense with this slow motion. Man is still Batman v Superman. I have my problems with it. The only film where I don't feel like he doesn't have a lot of problems is Dawn of the Dead. But that was not really his movie. That's a film that was edited by other people. He needs editors. Just like when I talk about that Tyler Perry needs writers, he needs editors. Zack Snyder needs editors. And we know how bad Tyler Perry needs writers. We know how bad he needs it. And this is how bad Zack Snyder needs editors. But all that to show he does a really good job with his vision the fact that this was all in contribution, and this is really all for his daughter. Um, this is this is this is really touched my heart, and uh, he does a really good job of everything. He put his heart and soul into it, even though it's not perfect. It's dope. I love it. I like it, and I'm going to go ahead and give it an eight and a no, not an eight and a half. I'm sorry. I'm going to give it like a seven point five out of ten. I was going to give it an eight, but that was like at the first viewing. Now it's the second viewing. I'm like, it's like a seven and a half out of 10. And that's just me. That's really just me right there. If you have HBO Max, go ahead and watch this film again. I would say watch it and kind of just see the things that I had a problem with. And uh, that's how I would go with it. So, um, yeah, man. So we just did two movie reviews. One night, one session. Where we had Coming to America 2 was... Oh, yeah, that's the one. And then the second one, Zack Snyder's Justice League, or the Snyder Cut, we gave it a. Shut the fuck up. All right. But yeah, that's both the reviews for those two movies. I'm very happy that I was able to go ahead and talk about those films. Tomorrow, I want to go ahead and just drop some stuff for you real quick, though. Um, well, first of all, thanks so much for listening and actually watching this uh, latest episode of The Midnight Drop. I know it's been a minute, but as you can see here, I've had to do a lot of progression and leveling up to give you guys the best form of quality uh, that you guys had asked for. And just me being a host, just had to do the best I could. But uh, speaking of that, tomorrow, I was thinking about doing another movie review. I'm actually thinking about doing a discussion on this comic book series called Invincible because the series is coming out. The animated series is coming out on Friday on Amazon Prime. And I just watched like the first 100 chapters of this series. I'm, I am in love. I am in love. So I'm going to go ahead and do that tomorrow. Kind of get everything ready, my notes ready for that. But yeah, that being said, that is it this episode of the midnight drop thanks so much for tuning in again i know it's been a big minute but that's how it is when you're a busy man trying to do some good stuff so if you're new to the midnight drop go ahead and listen to this episode on 615 underscore chill my instagram page again that's 615 underscore chill my website www.themidnightdrop.com and also listen to this on anchor spotify soundcloud iHeartRadio. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and now on YouTube. Once we put in the audio recordings and the video recordings of this up. If you have any comments, concerns, considerations, recommendations, critiques, or you just want to cuss me out, <laughs> you can go ahead and uh, email me at jordancammon at outlook.com or DM me at 615 underscore chill. All of your recommendations and all of your advice is really dope. I really appreciate all that, especially with these audio and video tests we've been doing the last couple of weeks. I'm just glad. Let me know if you guys, how do you feel about this setting and everything? Also, on Thursday, we're also going to be having a whole 
chill hour episode with David Arnold and Lance Williams. I'm going to be doing some tests tomorrow to check, see if it works out. But Thursday, that should be it. And also be on the lookout for some new streams coming up. I've got some pretty cool ideas coming on the way, and I want to see how you guys feel about it. But again, like and comment under this post and under all of your platforms and tell me what you want to see from there. But that is about it, guys. Thanks so much. This has been the Midnight Drop. I'm your host, Jordan Malone. Stay pissed, stay safe, and stay you and wear your fucking mask. <laughs> no, no, no. Chill, chill, guys. Chill. Oh, 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 oh